0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with
1: Megan Barcelia
0: and Christopher Gonzalez. We are continuing our End of the World 2020 tournament, uh, which we have structured on challenge.com. It's spelled C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E.com. We've done this for previous tournaments as well. The theme of this one is... a set of 64 dances narrowed down to those that we hope to dance before the end of the year or by the end of the year at some kind of event so maybe vegas dance explosion maybe orlando's uh, florida line dance classic these would be the dances we would prioritize requesting there are others that of course we love we've talked about in other episodes like have fun go mad whip it um, chase that dollar lots of dances that we like but which might just be played anyway and we're we're content to just wait until those may or may not get played these are the ones that we definitely would want to dance like if it's night number three they haven't played them already we've been practicing them because maybe we didn't know them the last time we were at an event and we want to finally do them live in the wild Uh, these are those dances So we've already done several rounds Uh, on on challenge, they have them in groups. Uh, We are about to start group H, and this page has them listed all the way through group P. (laughs) So um, based on the last two episodes, it's looking like we'll get through about three groups per episode. Starting with this one, group H, uh, which has the matchup Don't Sweat It, versus Free fallen, Wow! Those are completely different dances, and very mean to put in a first round face-off, because I like both of those a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. I'm gonna give the mic to you.
1: <laughs> While you contemplate your pros and cons. Well, out loud speaking, it's difficult, because they are very different style of dances. One is the intensity of the high energy movement the arm movements the tutting the special emphasis on certain hits whereas free fallen has the softer and a little bit more lyrical feel to it so it's uh, certainly two different dances Although I'm very grateful that I learned Don't Sweat It and I do enjoy dancing it, I would have to go with Free Fallen on this one. I think because of how I learned Free Fallen and why I learned Free Fallen, watching Nelson dance it at Fort Wayne a few years back, I think that's that's the one that really sold it for me. That I, I needed to get on top of this one and learn it. And so I think I have more positive memories associated with this dance than I do Don't Sweat It. I do have to admit I give mad shout outs to Don't Sweat It's choreography for pushing me and hitting certain movements, I know that I've gotten to stylize it a little bit more. I've watched some different videos of different dancers dancing this one to see how they play with it, and I've certainly enjoyed my time with it, and I just don't think I've gotten to a point where I feel like I've mastered that dance yet. Whereas Free Fallen, I feel as though I've had a lot of opportunities to just listen to the song and hear it differently each time that I've been able to then go and see what happens with actually dancing it and how you can play with it being faster, slower. It is also a lot of fun because of the fact that I know there's parts in the dance that you and I hit differently by speeding up or slowing down uh, certain moments of the song but there's always a couple counts later we'll be right back on the same count doing the same movement at the same time so I think that's a little bit fun that really expresses or can be expressed in Free Fallen is the different ways a dance and piece of music can come through a dancer.
0: I'm also going with Free Fallen. And in listening to you, I was trying to figure out why that was that I felt inclined toward Free Fallen. I agree with the memory aspect of it. I I definitely remember that night at uh, Motor City... Was it was at Fort Wayne uh, where, where we were watching Nelson dance it. Uh, it was very pretty. Uh, I had to look up when the song came out. It's uh, John Mayer's cover of Free Fallen by Tom Petty. And I saw that his Vivo posted it in 2009. So I thought, you know, I probably heard this song come up when I was dating somebody back in like 2012 and um, Pandora would pull up all the, like, the soft, pretty guitar-y songs uh, one after another. And At the time, Free Fallen, the song like didn't really do much more for me than any other Tom Petty song, um, so hearing John Mayer didn't really add anything, because I didn't listen to a lot of John Mayer either. Um, this is definitely an example of how a dance brings out the prettiness of the song that you might not have noticed. I definitely give it a lot of uh, points for just Rachel's usual style of acting out what's happening in the song. Like the bit about Elvis, you do the Elvis knees and you collapse in a little bit. And then watching her dance the parts involving falling, you can see her, her bring her shoulders and her upper body down. And she gets really into it. It's very inspiring uh, to see because then you think, like, wow, there's there's all that for me to discover in it as well. Uh, Don't Sweat It is challenging, and it was uh, it was fun to learn. And the song there also didn't grab me at first whenever it was that I heard it in an event. It didn't... I just remember it a, as At one of the many uh, JC production events where Shane probably taught it, and then all the subsequent events where the young folks liked to dance it. We were very late to learn it, a couple years late at least. And... It just seemed like the right time and then we did and we needed a challenge or I needed a challenge and it felt good to do. I didn't need it then, but it was the right time for it when I finally did learn it and get that challenge down. There are definitely also places where I can still finesse it and nuance it and make it look cool like some of the choreographers of it do. Uh, There are three choreographers, by the way. It's Shane McKeever, Fred Whitehouse, and Rebecca Lee. And they each do it a little differently. So there's room in the dance to try new things Uh, it does not have the same match to the lyrics that free fallen does and i really like whenever that happens because it's also easier to get the dance back when you're listening to the song you think oh this is the part where you blah it's harder to do that in a dance where they're not telling you to do anything in particular uh, with the lyrics also i remember what previous challenges were like i remember when four on the floor and fake ID were the hardest dances I knew and then later make it shake would be something I would request like oh here we go it's make it shake and now I sit out of it because I've done it so many times between events and country bars and the challenge isn't there anymore so going forward I can see how as much as I enjoy Don't Sweat It now I might get to a point where I do it too much and it could just get played to the point of me sitting out of it uh free fallen is in a different category of slow pretty end of the night interpretive dances and i have yet to get tired of skinny love so i don't think i'm going to get tired of free falling anytime soon i don't think there's a reason why i would need to sit out of it i might not always request it because i don't want to reach my number too soon but i don't think that that is going to happen on its own anytime soon so I will go with Free Fallen and, and I will keep in mind those criteria that I mentioned because I think those are going to come up a lot uh, like having that memory with it and matching the movements to the music uh, replayability re all very important oh also I did not mention that Free Fallen was co-choreographed uh, between Rachel and somebody else her name is Deborah Skelly S-Z-E-K-E-L-Y I'm not sure how you pronounce that because I've never met her and I've never heard her name uh, said out loud. So it is maybe Skelly, or Sekelly, or Skeely. I'm not sure. Uh, somebody feel free to send a video message to Linedance podcast uh, at gmail.com. And I'll, I'll hear what it uh, should sound like. Okey-dokey, I think I may have said enough about those two. Uh, the next matchup will be follow me and give it back. And I'm just going to immediately say give it back. Your thoughts? I'll say
1: more Uh, For me Given the answer In advance It's going to be give it back I almost feel guilty saying that With as much as I really really enjoy Give it back Because I really really enjoy follow me I remember where I was first exposed to it I remember thinking Why don't I know this dance I remember getting The opportunity to watch Fred and Darren dance it next to each other at Windy City. And it was just a lot of fun to just be a part of that memory. And again, I I actually very much enjoy the dance. It's fun and it's high energy enough and it's got momentum. So I think that says a lot about that dance. However, being faced off against to give it back... There is movement, there is where you're just, oh gosh, I can't even describe how just artfully crafted Give It Back is for choreography. The turning in circles, the um, part where you hitch and come down, the Give It Back where you're dragging, just it's shocker it's a Rachel dance and it's artfully choreographed I mean who would have thunk it I think she just did a really really good job of listening to the song and pulling out the movements that it was telling us to do so I I, yeah hands down I certainly have to go with give it back
0: Uh, you definitely mentioned a lot of what I would have said about the art in it it is if not the, then one of the most artful uh, dances, especially 32 Counts, No Text, No Restarts, uh, that I have ever seen. Like if, if somebody came up to me in a dark alley and, and pointed their finger at me and said, what's the, the artsiest dance, the, the most perfect matching of movement to lyrics uh, that, that you know of in line dance, I would say give it back and I would wonder why they confronted me in a dark alley to ask me that, when they could have just gone to an event or messaged me at linedancepodcast at linedancepodcast.gmail.com uh, In addition to what you mentioned I would also want to give a shout out to the syncopation bits because there are places where you can rush or you can slow down and hit things differently I like the clap bit Give it back, clap! Da 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 da, clap! Uh, it's something that Rachel does and It's just kind of fun. I like, I like a dance where you can kind of percuss a little somehow. And all of this happens with wall changes that are interesting and not too difficult. Um, a confined space. So you don't need to travel. We've mentioned in previous episodes, like needy dances that, that you need a lot of room for, uh, without it feeling like you're not going anywhere. You, you feel like you're telling a story with everything that she's chosen to, to include in it, and nothing feels wasted. It's so efficient. Also, it's kind of one of those weird 8 and 1, 8 and 1 and 2 what is that opening? It's I've, Rachel has a knack for opening her dances differently. It makes it easier. I don't know if she intended it to be this way, but uh, it, it makes it easier when you're asking your friend, how does how does this dance start? To say, oh yeah, it's this one. It's the only one that does this at the beginning. She finds ways to do that. Like woo-woo with the weird diagonal back step. It seemed unnatural when I first learned it, but who else does that? Uh, so this one has the kick and out and cross. And that's perfectly appropriate for the music as well as being one of her many unique starts. As for Follow follow Me, um, I remember watching it at WWLA and thinking it was cool. I remember the bit where you drag down and come up. I'm, I'm content to just dance this when it comes on every few months at this point. There are parts in it that feel good to do, like the twist around, twist back, or the pop, pop, where you're like bouncing around in a circle. But I do remember it being frustrating for me to remember after the um, the grind turn, and then you're shuffling back, shuffling back, the ball step, and ball st- That part was confusing for me when I first learned it. And I don't remember give it back being as confusing i do remember the the sailor into the samba follow away thing being a little weird but when you do it enough times it makes total sense uh, and i remember at the beginning when you have the out out and cross thinking oh is it side rock and cross touch and out or is it touch and out and then somehow side and cross after that Like I said, you you think about it for 15 seconds before the song starts, and you're fine. Follow me. You have to wait a while before you can be sure that this is the right time to do this part or the the other part. And I've definitely thrown myself off after the first couple walls, thinking like, wait, I shouldn't be doing the dip down this soon. Uh, What did I miss? What did I skip? And, And then everyone else joins in and we do the doo, where you dip down and come out, uh, I do like that it ends with the turn, which you could turn into extra turns. Whenever you end a dance with like a full turn or syncopated turn, you have an opportunity to add extra spins because that's usually at the end of a course, end of a verse, some kind of big finish. And I've done that with, um, uh, follow me before is that it starts with the right foot coming forward very aggressively so it's a big spin and start i do like that so those are my positives about follow me which was by darren bailey and fred whitehouse uh still though pure art like mona lisa of lion dance Uh, i'm given to give it back okie doke next up we have free fallen now versus give it back And this is tough, 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 tough. Rachel on Rachel action with a little bit of Deborah thrown in. Uh, Free Fallen also has that art. It also has a tag that I forget the specifics of, like, every time. Give It Back is a little bit simpler and efficient and polished, and there are no tags and no restarts. Free Fallen is different every time I dance it. give it back can be but it's it's like a it's it's almost like comparing a really nice higher end like prius or something like give it back is like a shiny prius in that it's reliable dependable doesn't necessarily jump out in a, a parking lot, but if you shine it up really nicely and get a custom color, you think like, wow, that's a nice looking Prius. Free fallen is this whole other thing. It's like almost like you you it's almost like a horse-drawn carriage or something with with all of the things that you could put on, all the ornamentation and the weird spokes and antennae and whatever else you'd want to put on it. It is unusual and also elegant and refined. And comparing them and especially picking a favorite of those two is difficult for me. So I'm going to let you tuck me into one of them or the other. And maybe I'll agree or not. (laughs)
1: darn it I was hoping you could talk me into one of them I'm sitting here going okay so here's follow or, uh, free falling okay so then this is what I love about it and this is what I, I really enjoy about it and the self expression and the timing and the song and the movements feel really really nice and there was one or two times that like I've struggled with it but I've been able to overcome it pretty quickly okay so then there's give it back which is a nice song and artfully done and some really good feel-good movements and there's some parts in which I struggle with it, but I was able to overcome them pretty quickly. Oh no, what have I done? (laughs) So then I did the, okay, if I am equal distance between two ballrooms and they announced that the next song will be Which ballroom would I run into? And honestly, if say I'm in the middle of the hallway and there's doors open on both sides, I'd probably stay in the hallway and do half of one and half of the other. Like that's where my brain is at right now because I honestly, I don't know. Because free Fallen isn't done a lot at events, so it has that. But then give it back isn't as common either. So I am at a complete loss. Okay. I ah yeah I oh gosh I'm thinking. Oh gosh nope nope
0: another component that i should consider here is uh, song switch potential free fallen needs to be done to free fallen it just does it's it's too perfect for that song give it back in theory maybe could be done to another song if you found the right one it would maybe make sense because it's a it's a very rhythmic dance it, like it, it focuses on Repeating things that happen uh, so, uh, 8 and 1 and 2, 3 and 4, 5 and 6 7 and 8, 1, 2, 3 and 4, 5 and 6 7 and 8 and 1, 2, 3 and 4, 5 and 6 7, 8 and 1, 2 and 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 So if you found another song that had that 3 and 4, 5 and 6 maybe it could work.
1: But then you're taking away... You're taking away such an essence of why the dance is what it is.
0: Right. Maybe. Maybe. it could, Because it focuses on the rhythm. I mean, I love the way she acts out the, the things that are being said. But I see more potential to do that with Give It Back than Free Fallen. Free Fallen is locked into being what it is. I think we, we described it before in another episode as one dance being... Something that you could construct with Lego blocks in a backpack if you go camping and it could be this amazing, beautiful thing. Whereas the other one is just cut out of marble. Like you you have to leave it in place and it, all it can be is what it is. I don't see Free Fallen being any more than Free Fallen whereas give it back, could be give it back and maybe some strangely appropriate country song dance if you found the right one. Then it would have... Uh, a wider range you could do more with it you have a thought
1: I have an answer my answer is free-fallen and here is why I have in the past been so tired that I have marked give it back and not danced it all out I, however, have always gone all out, given my everything to free-fallen because I need to. So if I'm looking at this from a choreography standpoint, it requires me to be a dancer because I got to find something to draw a line here. I'm going to have to chalk it up to free-fallen because it requires me to to pay attention it requires me to be present in the moment so that it can draw from me it it's like it's own living entity each time I dance it it's ever so slightly different every time I dance it and I like that organic entity I guess
0: interesting that is an excellent point I, I agree that I, I also let the dance take me with Free Fallen and with Give It Back. I could do it in an elevator. Like if I hear the song in an elevator, I could just kind of like her around and no one would really notice what I'm doing. But I'd be like, yeah, I'm just doing this, you know, Dance Give It Back. But if I hear Free Fallen in an elevator, I'm not going to try to do it. I'm not going to attempt to reduce it to little footwork. It has to be danced. So I agree with you there. Then I thought about watchability and how you could watch Rachel do Free Fallen as a performance, the way that she does Speechless by Tom Mickers. And the way Darren and Fred danced, People Help the People, at whatever event that was, where there were several people, uh, there were several angles of uh, cameras on him or on them. Whereas I don't see watching Give It Back. I, I couldn't just sit and watch Give It Back the same way and think, oh, wow, what a dancer, what a performance this is. Whereas I would sit and watch Free Fallen, and we actually have. <laughs> we watched uh, Nelson. So maybe as artful and efficient and compact as Give It Back is for line dance, maybe Free Fallen is like art plus, where it's, yes. where it's not just a cute line dance, it is like dance. It is just capital uppercase PD, pure dance that happens to repeat. So I guess even though this argument did not go over well for people help the people, (laughs) (laughs) because revolution knocked that one out, um, I could see going with free falling on this one. So are, are we in accord? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Let's report scores, free fallen, one submit. Okay, well, that's interesting. All right, so up next we have Don't Sweat It versus Follow Me. And I'm going to say Don't Sweat It. It's more challenging for me. It keeps things moving more quickly. I have a few memories with Follow Me, but I think my most recent and more interesting memories have been with learning Don't Sweat It and then finally doing it at Stony's Rock and Rodeo. And also, I just like how catchy that is when it gets into your head. When it burrows in, then it feels nice. Like, you want to do things with your shoulders. Follow Me moves a little too slowly so that if I'm not dancing it, I don't really need to hear the song.
1: It's interesting because I wouldn't necessarily choose to play either of the song just to hear it. I do have... A longer-term memory relationship with follow me and with don't sweat it I have a lot of more current memories so it's fresh in my mind ultimately like I had said in the previous couple episodes you are the tiebreaker caller so I'm going to let you move, don't sweat it forward. But I believe I would probably choose follow me simply because I generally don't think about the movements with that dance. I just go with it. I know it well enough now that I trust myself on the dance floor with it. Whereas I am still learning don't sweat it. Currently, and so I don't know if I trust myself fully with it yet.
0: Hmm. All right. All right, so that moves us on to give it back versus don't sweat it. And, I mean, pure art, give it back. Yeah, easy peasy. And we give that a one, submit scores. Moving on to the next group, group I. And we're about halfway through our time. Oh, no. Yikes. A lover's track versus pump it. I am going to go with the Lover's Track. I have made fewer mistakes on that. I've definitely made mistakes on Pump It. It was frustrating to learn. I still don't understand what that chug, 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 look, chug, chug back, Swivet is supposed to be. I've never seen anyone convincingly dance that section in a way that makes me think, oh, of course it all clicks now. I just see it and I think, all right, well, I guess we're doing that then. Um, There are definitely a lot of places where you can play with lyrics and kind of, I don't know, um, act out what they're saying. If you've ever seen Joey Warren and uh, Rachel dance it together, you know they both play with it a lot in their individual ways. Uh, Pump it, by the way, was a Masters in Line dance. We mentioned who all were in, um, who all the members were in Masters in Line, but I think this one specifically was choreographed by Rachel mcenany White and Paul McAdam. A lover's Track was choreographed by Roy Hedisobroto and Fiona Murray. It was the first, I think this was the first Roy and Fiona dance that I taught at Windy City, is that right? I think I, I think that was the, the first one I taught of theirs, um, which overall was my very first teach at Windy City in a side room. And I, of course, you know have that place in my heart for it. Um, I like that you can play a little bit with the syncopation on this. I like that it didn't blow up so much that I have overheard it, and I remember learning it in the back of the room at when at um, Northwest Line Dance Blast. The, the only was it was it the only one we went to or just the first one? We went to, we two. Went to two. That's right. Yeah. So I guess this was the first one because the second one was the Olympic themed one. So this was whichever one. Uh, we were at where they did all that late night stuff like Respect or not Respectable um, Keep Up, Don't Lose Your Breath, Bring It, Freaky Skills that was the second one? well now we're not sure it was definitely one of them, anyway um, oh it would have to be the second one because because the first one was the four yeah, okay, I remember Linda's shirt now yeah okay, so anyway, uh, A Lover's Track would be as I've described before the dance that I someday, if whatever you know, happens down the line uh, causes me to be at an event and I'm one of the staff people, and the DJ needs to put something on because they they see ah, oh, Chris needs a boost. What's that one that he really loves that just you know warms his heart? This would be that one, Lover's Track. Uh, Pump It would be. Let's get him on the floor. Let's just play with him a little. Let's let's get his blood pumping. Um, but that is definitely one that I feel like I kind of inherited in the dance world. Other people had been dancing it for a while. I saw it at some point and then wanted to learn it. A lover's track, I feel like I was on the ground floor for, as we've discussed in, about other dances. I was there when it came out. Uh. But yeah, I, I really have a lot of positives to to say about Pump It and whenever Pump It moves on to the next round, maybe I'll mention some of them, but uh, long story short, I'm going with Lover's Track.
1: I do appreciate how there's a lot of similarities as to why we like and enjoy certain dances and there's a lot of differences as well because hands down I would choose Pump It over a Lover's Track. Wow. And here's why I enjoy pump it for the fact that I know that there's room to play with it and a lot more room to play with it than the little bit that I've been able to figure out by myself on a lover's track now lover's track is is very well choreographed it hits in places that I myself could never have figured out to choreograph to that moment and in ways that is just very satisfying how you move your body and so it's a very very enjoyable dance but with pump it I think because I still feel like this one's underground from a lot of stuff but it's still popular enough I feel like it's kind of one of those that I was let in on the secret. And so I I thoroughly enjoy that. I can feel the energy from Joey and Rachel when this song comes on that just zings through the ballroom. And so it helps get me pumped. And it allows me to kind of add more to it because i'm you know I'm, I'm feeding off of of the energy that's going on as well as being able to put that back out there there is also that special moment that i do remember um, after one of the times i've danced pump it that i cherish and hold very close to my heart and so for that that memory alone honestly bumps it pretty high as well as even though there's times that I struggle with it and like there's once or two times that I'll get thrown off a little bit, it's so easy to come back in that dance if you lose it. Whereas I remember, pardon me, I remember learning a lover's track and struggling with it and having, having to put the repetition in because otherwise I was going to get thrown off now again lover's track is very well choreographed so that has that has a lot to say that and the song is really really fun it is a song that I would just put on to listen to so there's a lot to say about that what pushes pump it up has to be the nostalgia for me I have, I have a little bit more attachment to the th- occurrences involving Pump It than I do a Lover's Track, but uh, either way, it's, it's a win-win, whichever one we choose. So since you chose Lover's Track, we're going to push that one forward with a point.
0: Yeah. Um, also, a couple of drawbacks I want to mention about Pump It. One slightly drawback, what do you, some, some would consider it that, some not, is that it goes off-phrase. A lover's, track, a lover's track stays on phrase without needing tags or restarts. Pump it goes off phrase, which is fine sometimes. If you just dance through things, then it gives you opportunities to play with the dance in new ways in different parts of the music. However, a lover's track fits well with the music because it stays on phrase. And pump it going off can make things confusing. I remember getting lost a couple times. It, it's usually the same section in pump it. Uh, after the first 16 counts, when you do hitch down, swing it back, touch back, touch back, 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 hold ball, step, ball, step, hitch, kick up, down. Uh, that that section in there, if I'm not paying attention, if I'm playing too much with the lyrics, then I'll forget something. I'll forget to swing the, the leg or I'll forget that it's three steps back or I'll, I'll skip through the ball, step, ball, step. Something will happen in those counts that's where I've lost it before and I remember feeling embarrassed about that uh, at Big Bang uh, when it was early on in us knowing it Uh, I don't think that one was on video uh, because that was when I was like recording every dance that we knew I would just set up the GoPro and press record and then we would go dance it and then we would watch it later I don't think that one got recorded but I remember feeling a little silly about it because I was in the front so I couldn't see anyone else and I couldn't follow along to like get back on track uh I think it might have been after the la da 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 dee da part. I really like that part. And okay, so about both of these songs, I enjoy the, the music for both, so I could play both of them just casually to hear it and get fired up about stuff. Um, a lover's track is a little harder to find if you're just you know, sh- shouting into your phone or something because it's What Lovers Do A-Track Remix, and A-Track is spelled A-T-R-A-K. That's hard to describe to a phone, whereas you just say pump it by black-eyed peas. They know exactly what you mean. Uh and with the, there's something else about Pump It. Oh yeah, um the bit with the counts where I would get lost and then the off-phrasedness. Um uh, it can be tempting with that over time to end up playing with it in the same way. So with that, like you really have to not do it too often so that it can be rediscovered. Uh, a lover's track I enjoy enough on its own to not need to play with it too much, but then I also don't do it that often. I will say about it that doing the touch and touch and touch can be difficult depending on what surface you're on because you're swiveling on a single foot and that can be uncomfortable. I also do remember that the counts that come after that, the grind and step and sailor step, hold, bounce, bounce. I remember that did take a while to get down and describe, especially when I was teaching it. But still, I look at Lover's Track with these big (laughs) heart-shaped sunglasses. Yeah, emoji eyes um and pump it i'm like oh yeah okay Mm, i'll get into that but it's a different feeling next we have jr drop and genetics i appreciate jr drop um for being interesting and it makes me feel street the song is long when i dance it to the original move shake drop it fits really well with that song i haven't done it to in the a year i haven't done it to that even though it's an alternative listed on the step sheet uh I like Pitbull, I like, you know, dancing to Pitbull stuff, but I don't necessarily need this to be, of all the Pitbull line dances I could do in a night, the one that I would pick. Uh, I do feel tired by about three quarters or two thirds of the way through. And it's one of those that's short enough and two walls that you feel like, okay, I get it, I've done, I've done this dance a few times now. Uh, but you can't just walk off the floor. Uh, Also, some of the patterns were tricky to remember. I remember getting confused after the jazz box. You have the rock and rock and sailor turn, rock and rock and step footy footy. That's toward the end. Um, However, there's also the time when you have out, out, roll to the right, big slide, sailor, turn. And it's on that same wall. You do both of those on the same wall. So if you're not paying attention, again, you can get lost and then forget which one you're supposed to be doing because your weight is on the left. Either way, you're facing one of two walls. So you were probably there pretty recently doing the other thing. Um, and it's either out-out or rock and rock and. So you really have to be like minding your, your choreography uh, to do the right one genetics we've only recently i I learned it first at heart of texas um, in march that was the first time i'd ever done it and it came out you know before that but i was just super late to it and then i just let it sit until we reviewed it not that long ago just within the last month or two i like it it's cute i need to do it a little more for it to become locked in because i'm still forgetting bits in part a when we played it the other day i was not solid on part a uh, I remember it's like, how, hold out, and out, touch, back, back, and somewhere there's a sweep, and then... Big drag and cross. And then you turn to the next one. And like I remember how it ends, and of course I remember Row, 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 Your Boat, Part B. Um, and I like the way C, the, the whole long section at the end feels i like the 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 arm bits and the the little whatever it is like kneading a ball of dough or something on the sides that's so fun i enjoy that with the little hip bounces um and i i can't say that i i feel like the same happy cute memory with the dance with jr drop the way i do with genetics also genetics i learned from rebecca so she got to explain everything in her personal chore- choreographer Eyes, uh, uh, choreographer's eye view style. Jared Drop, I learned from the step sheet and video combination. Um, I don't even, I'm not even sure that if I learned that from a Rachel video. Anyway, long story, just, you know, left as long uh, in both cases, I'm going with genetics.
1: <laughs> you know, sometimes it's really beneficial that one of us. Discusses why we like a dance over the other one, or what it is about each of the dances that we like, and possibly where we've struggled with. Because there's certain things that on the surface I might say one thing, and then I hear what you're saying, and I go, Wait, no, that is right. That one did do that, or that one does do that. That's right. I didn't, I forgot about that. I should, I should throw that back in the mix. This is one of those where I, I, I just don't know. There's a truth to be said where sometimes JR Drop can be feel long. However, some of the movements are so satisfying that you, you kind of are just eager to get back to those, so you don't notice necessarily how long it is, and you get to do it a lot more often because it's a little bit longer song. I remember it being weird. I remember that, like, throw your kick kind of body backwards movement it was very odd for a while for me to get under my belt. But once I got it, it made sense. And I- I'm all about the footy bits. So the rock and rock and with the twist to- or the tick tock part, it's fun for me. And so I enjoy that genetics is fun and cute and like you were saying i really enjoy all of the parts that you were talking about it does hit very nicely with the chunk at you know it's to start with the drag and then you do the cross and even the rocker cover coaster step turn and then you do like another end cross to hit that that moment there it really satisfyingly just takes a chunk out of it, and it's really, really enjoyable. But it's also new, so I don't know if it's a new shiny toy, and so I'm really, really eager to dance it again, or if it's because it, it will stand the test of, you know, a few run-throughs and some time. So I'm I'm at a complete loss for this one, so I'm glad you picked genetics, so I'm going to go with genetics because yeah that's that's how that's gonna go
0: all right i had to look up uh the song just now because i thought i was imagining something i heard florida in my head i'm like this is a pitbull song though is it maybe it's florida and i just imagined pitbull but no it, it's it's actually both of them and also dj laz um uh, Oh, whoops, I need to uh, fix that. I accidentally gave it to JR Drop because I was just talking about it. So let's give that to Genetics instead. Before we continue, the outcome of this match has changed. Submit scores. Yes. All right. Now we have Lover's Track and Genetics. And I'm just going to simplify it and say, you had an excellent point about Genetics being maybe a new shiny. I have liked Lover's Track enough to know that that's where I'm going on that.
1: Okay. Sounds good with me.
0: <laughs> Great. All right, so then we have Pump It and JR Drop. And I already mentioned the problems that I've had with JR Drop. And yeah, there are some difficulties uh, if you're not paying attention for Pump It as well, but not enough that I would say JR Drop overall is my request on a request list over Pump It. So I'm, I'm saying Pump It on this.
1: I agree. I think when it comes down to these two, although I enjoy both of them. It's pump it. I wanted Pump It to begin with. So if it came down to a Pump It versus JR Drop and we could only pick one, I would look at you and be like, can we please do this one? And you would be like, yeah, let's do this one. <laughs> so Pump It, absolutely. All
0: right. Also, I should mention that the name JR Drop comes from the two choreographers' uh, first name initials. You have Jessica Langstaff and Rachel McEnany White. So J and R. Come together to dance to "Move Shake Drop" by DJ Laz featuring Pitbull and Florida. So yeah, JR Drop. That's that's how that came to be. Uh, genetics, I believe, was just choreographed by Rebecca Lee. She does a lot of choreography, but that was not one of them, as far as I'm aware. All right. So now we have Genetics uh, and Pump It. We're gonna tabulate that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, same deal with uh, New Shiny. Gonna give it to Pump It. Did-
1: Yay! Yeah. Yay! Yay! Because I would totally pick Pump It. <laughs> right.
0: I spaced from him. Like, did we do this round already? Did was that what you were talking about? But like, no, we were talking about the others. All right. So now moving on to the next group. Uh, we have Snap Your Fingers and Sanctify My Sins. I have to relearn Snap Your Fingers so many times that part of the dance in doing it is enjoyment. Part of it is like, wow, that hits really well. That's so cool that she did this part. It's a Rachel dance, go figure. Um, She did this part with this part of the music That that's very clever, Rachel, again, because her dances are always clever. Um, But like I said, I had to relearn this so many times. And then the twist, twist, run, run, run. Like, I'm usually okay until about cross side sailor heel and heel and cross step turn pretty lost after that this last time i had to do the non-turn option of walking forward instead of full turning forward just so i'd remember how quickly you go into that mumbo cross twist twist that whole run around bit anyway i'm going with sanctify my sins without even having said anything positive about sanctify my sins yet I'm still going with Sanctify My Sins because of the stress of learning and relearning, snap your fingers. Once you know it, and like for the 45 minutes that you remember it after doing it, it is a very satisfying dance. Sanctify My Sins, I feel like cool and like I'm part of some underground, like Zion in the matrix. The the humans with like their dirty loincloths and stuff. Dancing this feels like that where you're in some poorly lit torch-bearing room and you're doing something that may be sacrilegious or something. But I think that's probably you know, partly because of the song. Uh, I also have positive memories of learning it in the dance studio that Megan rents, where she teaches her classes uh, during non-world uh, events time, the before time. Uh, and BC. Yep, yeah, BC. BC. <laughs> Um, and it it took a little getting used to the whole like sometimes you do the twist twist out out together and then sometimes it's it, it was the sailor turn that, the sailor step or the sailor turn that, that's what th- threw me when I first learned this because I would have to remember is this the sailor that goes into the swing the leg around and then spiral into the beginning or is it the other one where you're sailoring so that you can twist twist out out step up um, but yeah, I would dance this right now. Like if you put on this music, I would dance it. I don't know that I would dance "Snap Your Fingers," <laughs> even if the music came on. I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember learning that. Uh, I think I still know it. I don't. I don't have to think about that with "Sanctify My Sins." Part of that's because I learned it recently, but also partly it's just I get eager to do it, and I'm confident going into it, so I don't second guess and I don't mess up because of that. Probably. Anyway, "Sanctify My Sins." Oh, oh. The choreographers. The choreographers are Shane. McKeever, Debbie Rushton, Rebecca Lee, and Snap Your Fingers
1: is just Rachel. Go ahead. Okay. So, funny story. I have the same experience with Snap Your Fingers, <laughs> where there I just, I lose it, and I lose it in the same spot every time. I have to relearn the dance, and yet I always put the effort into relearning the dance and it's not because it's one of those that I would refuse to get the best of me like some of the ones I know it's because I genuinely enjoy dancing it when I know it it hits so nicely and satisfying and fun and it is without a doubt a song I would just turn on and listen to I like it it's got that good sound it's (laughs) music to my ears I really just enjoy it. However, it does cause a lot of frustrations and stress to know that I've once again forgotten this dance. And that is unusual for me and Rachel choreography. So, with that said, although I wouldn't necessarily choose to listen to the song Sanked by My Sins, just to listen to it. The dance hits the music so well. I genuinely don't have to struggle too much in remembering is this the time I do that or is this the time I do this. I do remember the first time I learned it. I struggled the first few go-throughs with remembering the two restarts. Not the one, but the two. Other than that, once I had it, I had it and it was nice. Um, It is one that when I injured my leg at work i was still able to dance by taking out some of the spiral turn part of it but i was still able to enjoy the dance and i think that is what pushes it over the top for me for one of those that i just really enjoy
0: all right the next one's a quick one um whatever happens versus guilty And I am just going to now tell you why I'm eliminating guilty. I've had to relearn that in the same way that I had with Snap Your Fingers. It goes off phrase. I would only do it if I were doing it in an event. I wouldn't just do it for the joy of it. Um, And it has frustrated me just remembering how it starts. Yes, it's a clever dance. Yes, there are some interesting patterns. There are also some patterns that feel like they're just kind of there to fill out the counts. Uh, And whatever happens is amazing and spooky. And I'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but that is why I'm picking Whatever Happens over Guilty. There are probably a lot on this list that I would pick over Guilty. And I don't even hear it often enough to justify keeping it fresh in my quiver uh, over other dances that I could prioritize. Uh, guilty, I believe, is Masters in Line. And I'll, just, I'll, I'll look up the uh, full choreographer slew of both of these. Um, but uh, that's why I'm going with Whatever Happens.
1: I, too, will be choosing Whatever Happens the reason being that although I remember exactly where I was while I was learning guilty and I can visualize facing the different walls and looking out the window versus facing the room versus looking at the stool that was in the hallway that we learned it in I remember once or twice struggling with it and when it comes to being up against whatever happens. Whatever happens has a flow to it, it's smooth, it glides as if it's skating across the dance floor. There, I remember watching a video of, I believe it was Rachel and Caroline Pilar. I think she was the other one in the video. And I remember watching them play with it. And it was very enjoyable to the point where I was like, okay, I need to know this dance. Why don't I know this dance? So then we learned it. Side note, we learned it incorrectly. We did it at a dance event thinking we knew what we were doing. And we were uh, corrected very nicely. And so for me, it took me a while to have to take a step back from it so that I got it out of my body and brain and then I went back through and been like, okay, how is it actually supposed to be done? Where is the tag? Where is the restart parts of it? We went through and since then I have had it and it is fine. It is enjoyable. There's certain movements that I look forward to dancing when I know that this is a potential one that I get to move to. So whatever happens would definitely take it for me. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, now this is a little trickier, and we only have five minutes left. Sanctify My Sins versus Whatever Happens. I'm just going to hand it to you, and you can give me your impressions on it. Uh, Also, Whatever Happens is by Liz Bogan and Ron Klein, and Guilty is by Masters in Line, but specifically Rachel McEnany-White and Paul McAdam. All right, Sanctify My Sins Whatever Happens.
1: Whatever Happens. The reason why is the song, I can listen to the song more than I can, Sanctify My Sins. When it comes to whether ha- whatever happens, it although sanctify my sins part A Bness flows together. I guess I can't say A Bness because there's the halfway point in which you restart. It does flow. There's a certain point where the music itself isn't one fluid motion. Whereas I feel that way even with that long. Drag and then go through it, or the restart in whatever happens. I feel like whatever happens is just one solid piece. Whereas saying to my sanctify my sins because of the two restarts and how I had to learn them, I feel like it might have a little less fluid momentum for me on that sense. Also, there's just something about how many times I chose to watch the video of whatever happened and i haven't necessarily needed to go and watch sanctify my sins so i think that that would be my arguments
0: interesting um my initial pick is actually sanctify my sins because there are more parts in it that i look forward to doing i enjoy the body roll i like the sweep that well kind of a sweep uh, that comes before you hitch across uh, I like the spiral that goes into the beginning because it starts you off very strong. Uh, even like the and touch and touch and cross and cross uh, at the end of oh, like the you know, midway point. Uh, whatever happens, I only have two big parts that I like. I like the bump, bump, bump where you do the bump, bump, bump going back and point and flick. I like that, and I like that weird knee motion that turns you around to the back wall. Other than that, a lot of the other parts, if I'm not paying attention, I will lose myself and uh, I I have not felt that in Sanctify My Sins. I have not felt that stress and I didn't learn it wrong the way we did with whatever happened. So that's where I would go on that one. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: Okie dokie. So now we have the non-winners against each other. This is a quick one. Snap your fingers and guilty. As I mentioned, a lot of other dances could beat out guilty for me and snap your fingers at least stays on phrase so i'm going with that one
1: i'm gonna go just because i enjoy the song of snap your fingers Mm. more than i do guilty that's why that's the case
0: yeah i could maybe listen to snap your fingers recreationally i have never listened to uh love is a crime by Anastasia. i think it's Anastasia uh just for fun all right so then that leaves whatever happens in snap your fingers and i think that's an easy one that we would both pick um whatever happens absolutely great all right, well, we have about uh, oh, a minute left. What are your s- some of your thoughts on these rounds?
1: Um, some of these are a little bit easier when they're paired against each other, and some of them are a whole lot more challenging where I ha- would hope that maybe I would have seen them later down the line, just simply so that they uh, I felt like they made it further in the challenge. But at the same time... I'm actually enjoying the fact that it's uh, really forcing me to take a look at these dances.
0: Yeah, and I'll probably have more to say about, well, I guess, under the circumstances I might not, but uh, depending on how this thing is structured, I might have more to say about whatever happens later, because I do enjoy it. I like that it's spooky and late-night feeling. I like that Santana's involved. Uh, It's a Michael Jackson song. I have played Sanctify My, or Sanctify by Years and Years so many times just for fun, just to hear the song. So uh, I feel really good about that one. Uh, whatever happens, I do have positive memories of it. I hope to make some with Sanctify My Sins as well. All right, well, for Line Dance Podcast, this has been Christopher Gonzalez with
1: Megan Barsalia.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening, and we will see, see you, you on, on the, the dance,
1: dance floor. floor.